I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Today we're going to pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Dave, we got a great topic for the Hopper today. But before we start in on talking about healthcare, yeah. I want to do a, a mad lib with you okay. about a doctor. Okay. I, I want you to come up a with some crazy things. Related. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mad libs. Okay. All right. So uh, I need a time. A time. A time. Uh, 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Excellent. A number. 2,000. How about an age? 100. A color. Fuchsia. A noun. How about a turd? An adverb ending in L-Y. Uh, sheepishly. A TV show. Uh, well, let's go with MASH. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a great that's, one. That's medical. Okay. It is. Uh, an adjective. Egregiously. A disease or injury. Broken coccyx. <laughs> <laughs> have you broken your co- I coccyx? Have, I have not, to my knowledge. Yeah. Oh, you would know. <laughs> you, you, you don't have a broken coccyx without your knowledge. <laughs> How about a place? The bathroom. How about a medical specialty? Mm, proctology. Yes. See the theme? I'm working a theme here. I see that. You're building a story I'm here. I'm building a story. Yeah. Okay. How about a noun? Fluids. Another noun. Pus. Another noun. A booger? Yes, 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 yes. Another one. Um, a snot clot. Another one. A bedpan. Man, trying to think of medical stuff here. All, All right. Think about and one poop. more. Um, a blood bag. All right. We're going to have to wait to the end of this episode to hear what this story is. To hear how how juvenile we are. This is pretty crazy. (laughs) Okay. Willie, we got a topic for the hopper. It's been in there a while. Yeah, that's right. And that is healthcare. Yes. And I want to talk about this because it has burned me over and over again. I think our system is so messed up. It's terrible. I think insurance is the biggest scam going. Mm, mm, mm. Um, They have made things so convoluted so that they can shamelessly profit. Yes. And there are people making billions of dollars and creating... Basically, chaos yes. and paperwork yes. and layers of of defense. Yes, where it's so confusing and, and muddied, no mm-hmm. one knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you're everyone in America is pretty much being taken advantage of. Yes, by profiteering. That's right. And if we had a free market, right, that might be different. But we don't. So, don't we? Oh. <laughs> you know the 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 insurance companies, the big big players. Uh, with all the money, yeah, they 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 bribe government officials That's right. with you know quote incentives. Yep, they give them jobs. Yep, they hire former healthcare professionals to argue their case and pay them five times what they're making as a doctor. Right. Um, they have they have systematically. I mean, it's, it's their job to figure out how to leverage money against the taxpayer. That's right, and boost their profits. Yeah, that is their job. Like. You know, my job is to try to shepherd people, and right. teachers trying to help kids learn, yeah. and doctors are trying to heal, right. and you know, municipality folks are trying to run their their governments well or their city well, um, and yet they the people with the 
with the big bucks. Yeah. They really start making the decisions for everybody. Yeah. And their goal, their job is to figure out how to do that and stick a bunch of bureaucracy, bureaucracy, bureaucracy I can't say the word bureaucracy in the way. Yeah. So that it's very difficult to find uh, the source, where the money's going, who's profiting, who, you know, who to blame. That's right. Well, so much of the, all the insurance companies really are for-profit companies. Yeah. And they're, uh, because they're for-profit companies, they are required by law to make as much money as possible for their uh, shareholders. shareholders. Mm-hmm. That is, and if they don't do that, then the shareholders can can get rid of them. I mean, that's that's a that's a big deal. And so what happens is that their job is to use people's illnesses and injuries as a source of money. Right. That's so. So the people who are sick, who are ill and injured, the common people here, the, the, you and me, right. we are um, not. We're, we're the um, commodity. We're the commodity. Yeah, we're the commodity. Yeah, and so it it benefits them to not pay. That's right. Um, to not provide medications, or they, they're required by law to not pay anything that they can get out of. And their job is to give you paperwork yep. and make you jump through hoops and exhaust you yep. and, and basically wear you down 100%. to the point where you're just willing to pay for whatever to get the treatment that you need because you're unhealthy. That's right. And to me, that is like a violation of human rights. That's right. And this, and it's not a free market because the government limits how many people can be running th- these types of companies in one location or another. Yep. Yep. You only have a couple options in a location. You can't, you can't just, hey... There's a there's a wide open space here for me to start an insurance company, mm-hmm. um, and really provide better service, better care. Uh, but no, you don't have that option. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 gotten so big and so convoluted and so confusing. It's just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I I'm at the point now where I don't want any insurance because yeah. I don't trust them. I don't think they have any interest in me. It's all about their money yeah. and the greed has gone amok yeah, in this category. Right. And they're paying, like I said, they're paying into our, our government with special interest money. That's right. They're lobbying. They're they're hiring. They're, they have all the power. Yeah. And, it, you know, a great episode or a, a, a series to watch is Painkiller. Mm. It's on uh, Netflix. Okay. I highly recommend that. Yeah. It just talks about the power that they have and the corruption and yeah. what they can do okay. to manipulate the system and people. Yeah. Uh, a painkiller with Matthew okay. Broderick. Great series. Okay. Yep. For any, um, let's talk about the system. Yeah. Um, for any uh, product or service in society, in in a, uh, we want it cheap and fast and good. Those three things. And yeah. typically speaking, you can have two, but not all three. Uh huh. Right. So if it's cheap and fast, it's not going to be very good. Right. If it's fast and good, it's not going to be cheap. Right. It can be cheap and good, but it's not going to be fast. Mm-hmm. So those are the things. And so in our system, we want our health care to yeah. be cheap and fast and good. Right. And the thing is, it's not any of those in yeah. the United States. Right. right. It's not any of those. Right. And so we so cheap. Is it cheap? It is not. We pay almost double what any other nation in the world pays. And that's looking at it almost uh, at every granular level, that is, mm-hmm. we pay more of our percentage of our income, each family. We pay more in terms of a nation uh, for m- specific medical procedures. If you go to see your doctor or if you have a colonoscopy or if you have a knee surgery or if you have a look at every single one of those. And the United States pays 
about double for everything. So this yeah. is not a cheap system. Right. It's not a cheap system. Is it fast? So maybe we say, oh, we're paying a lot, but maybe it's fast. It's not. Um, Americans have lower than average access to health care mm-hmm. compared to other developed nations of the world. And I say developed nations of the world because it's we can't really compare our health care system to Haiti right. or to you know other right. nations like that. But there's lots of developed nations in the world, and we have lower than average... Um, so our hospital t- stay times and getting in to see a doctor, um, the average weight that it takes to to see to do, to do an MRI or whatever like that, our wait times are below average, hmm. and it's not because we're seeing more doctors more often. Sometimes you might say that oh you know uh, Americans are going to see their doctor all the time. That's not true. Right. We have fewer doctor visits, fewer hospital visits, and it's taking more time to be scheduled for surgery, right. to be scheduled for your appointment. And lots more money. So it's not definitely not cheap. It is definitely not fast. So maybe it's really super high quality. No. The outcomes say otherwise. Yeah. So United of the developed countries in the world, the United States has the highest infant and mother mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, for you know, for birthing events, yep. um, we have a very low overall life expectancy. Our disease rates, are pretty much across the board, are higher than other countries. We are uh, our outcomes are not ne- in just about any place that right. you start measuring out healthcare yep. outcomes of what people want. It is our healthcare system is producing a lower quality product. We have higher hospital mortalities. Correct. Yeah, we, it's just it's it's bleak. And so it's not cheap, it's actually very expensive. It's not fast, it's actually slower than average. There are some mm-hmm. places that are slower than us. Yeah. But it's slower than average and the quality of our healthcare is terrible. And you know that that may be news to people because yes. um, there's been a, a I guess it's a myth at this point. And certainly, certainly here in 2024 we can call it a myth. Yes, that the United States has really great healthcare, and you have all this freedom to choose. Yep, and we have uh, we're we're quick with healthcare, yep. and we have all these great options. And it's it's just showing to be not the case. There is one kind of healthcare product or service that actually the United States is pretty quick at compared to most countries, uh-huh. and that is elective surgeries. Yeah, if you want to get an elective surgery uh, and you want to do it quickly, the United States is the well, place to do it. Well, you got to pay for those out of pocket anyway. You do. So they're not so they're you, not really a part of the system in that way. In some sense, they're not. That's right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, elective surgeries. The United States is pretty quick. Pretty much everything other than that, mm-hmm. we're slower than most places. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and people are afraid that if we give uh, a power to the government to that's get right. involved in this, that's that, right. that the government is, one, inefficient. Yes. Uh, two, they are corrupt and they yep. waste money. Yep. Uh, three, they're terrifically slow, not just not just like waste everywhere. They're, they just don't, can't do anything with any kind of speed. Yep. But it turns out when it comes to healthcare. They actually do better. Talk to anybody who is using Medicare as their provide as their insurance company, mm-hmm. and pretty much everybody loves Medicare. 
Or I talk to people in the UK, yeah, uh, and I've done that, you know, here and sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. You've spent a bunch they, of time. They love the healthcare system yeah. there, and it's entirely universal healthcare. It's the government. The government. You pay taxes, and then you get injured. You go to the hospital. You pay nothing. That's it. You get seen. You get treated. You walk out. You don't pay a thing. People love it. You get your you get your script for your medicine, and you don't pay a thing. So yeah, the and UK. Are like, oh my gosh, their taxes must be exorbitant. Well, if you think about the taxes that we pay, right. And the premiums that we pay, right. and then all the co-pays and co-insurance that we right. pay, we are paying far more than they are. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. There, there's no one who's looked into this that thinks that the UK is paying more money into, on an individual basis, on a family basis, on a yeah. nation basis. The, it's all lower. But their, out, their health outcomes are much better, and uh, people are seen by their doctor much, much faster. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they have the same... Uh, ability to choose their doctor or not. Do you? I don't know about that. Um, and, it, but you know, in these days, you know, 2024, I'm saying there's not that many doctors for me to choose from anyway. Yeah. Uh, we have fewer healthcare professionals after right. COVID. Right. Um, it's really kind of like you, you see who, you, who can see you. Yeah. You know, and that, yeah. that's changing for us. And our system is kind of collapsing. It is. The but system. We got to figure this out. System is absolutely collapsing. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit, um, just bring up a few things about why our system is so amazingly expensive when our product that we're giving is so poor. Yeah. One thing is that healthcare workers at all levels, the salaries in the United States are much, much higher than anywhere else in the world. They're much higher. Um, more and more healthcare companies are being owned. This is happening more and more by venture capitalists, and they are trying to maximize profits. And so they are hiring people, but they're having a hard time hiring folks. And so they're paying more money, and they're just passing that along then to the insurance companies. And that's how prices are going up and up and up. So one of the th- one of the things that you're mentioning here is that yeah. um, it it actually is more cost effective for a company. To, to run a nurse excessive hours totally, 100%. and pay them more money That's right. than to hire a whole other person to exactly do a what normal do. Uh, you know, 40-hour work week yeah, that's and right. they have a normal schedule. Yeah. And so they're, they're, it's, it's a double-edged sword where they're, they're, uh, they're paying them more, so it looks like they're making a whole bunch of money, but they, they're run ragged and they, they're all quitting. That's right. We have we need nurses like crazy. We need doctors like crazy, and yes. no one wants to do it anymore because they're treated like garbage. They're overworked, and and so they make a little bit more money. It's not enough to compensate for what they're the, the way that they're driven. And and we know that it's not enough because they are quitting like crazy. Exactly. That's why we. So an average nurse is making about one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. RN. In the healthcare and, and system. And they're saying, my job's not worth it. I am I can't not, wait to quit. So they do yeah. that for a short time. But the other thing is about that is that they're coming out with massive amounts of, of uh, student loan debt. Yeah. So they got to stay in there. And the nurses are miserable. Right. The average um, nurse in Europe, where there's universal health care, uh-huh. is making about $60,000 a year. Mm-hmm. But they don't work nearly as much. They're not nearly stressed. And they stay in for a long time. There's not so much pressure on them. Exactly. And this, and that, that's because corporations uh, tighten the screws on their people and make them produce, 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 because they want that that's bottom line. That's right. That's yeah. right. But those, and then you got to hire someone new and you got to pay even more. And actually those salaries are going up and up and up because there's such a shortage. And I know some mm-hmm. nurses that are making way, way, way more than $120,000 a year uh-huh. because they're going to places that have shortages and these venture capitalists are, they got to get, keep those doors open. And so right. they got to, yeah. 
Another thing that makes the United States healthcare so much more expensive, uh, and this is all about the doctors, the physicians, and that is medical malpractice, uh-huh. is absolutely out of control in the United States. Um, compared to other nations that are that have good healthcare systems, medical malpractice is uh, in the United States is like triple or quadruple mm-hmm. the the prices because we are so litigious. It is so easy to right. sue a doctor. Uh huh. And then guess who's involved? Insurance and you know Completely. companies. They they, they got to provide uh, this kind Completely. of insurance for the doctors who pay out the nose for it. So. Um, one of the one of the um, uh, kinds of doctors that is the most uh, sued are um, OBGYNs, mm. and a typical OBGYN spends two in the United States right now yeah. two hundred thousand dollars a year just for medical malpractice insurance. insurance. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars a year per mm-hmm. physician. That is exorbitant. Do you know how much it is in Europe? The average? No, I don't. Ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand in Europe, two hundred thousand dollars a year in the United States because they are sued so often mm-hmm. and win. Yeah, um, and so there's a lot of um, grassroots. We're trying to uh, change those laws that make it so easy to sue, but who? Who wants that? Yeah, well, that Not the big insurance companies. Well, they also, are... <laughs> it depends on what's happened, right? I mean, Fair enough. If, if something tragic has happened and European law doesn't allow you to get any justice for it, then that's a bad thing. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. So I don't know the details I, there, but... Honestly, it's a difficult thing. So we, we probably need to do... This is another topic for the hopper uh-huh. because we do want justice. On the other hand... Uh, I work in the medical field, and people make mistakes. Right. Honestly, it happens. Right. Um, it, like any job, people make mistakes. Yeah. And if it's an honest mistake, it's an honest mistake, and that's right. That's a tough thing. Yeah. And and the numbers that we that are that are dished out here in in our court cases, maybe that's one of the problems. Maybe that's one of the problems. Yeah. We need to look into that. But for whatever the reason, uh. The medical malpractice for physicians is crazy. This yeah. is why um, uh, we need to. They charge more absolutely f- to see a doctor than in other places. They got to pay that premium. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. We've already talked about how insurance companies are for profit, and because they're for profit, one of the things the health of people is not their goal. Right. They're not interested in that. Money is the goal. In fact, what they really want is for people to stay sick so that they keep going to the doctor and they can keep making that money. Right. Um, so people don't drop insurance. Yeah. They want to keep making sure that people are paying. Um, okay. So, but another uh, issue is um, a broad category that lots of people call cost shifting. Uh, so this can be lots of things, but let me let me give an example. Mm-hmm. Think about an, uh, an uninsured woman or an un- underinsured woman uh-huh. uh, uh, who doesn't have or has very poor health insurance. She has a pain in her side. She could go to a doctor for $150 because that's what it would cost her, uh-huh. but she didn't have that kind of money, so she uh, chooses to work through the pain. Well, a few months later, she finally goes to the emergency department with acute pain. Mm-hmm. What it is is a burst appendix. Uh-huh. Now that's going to cost about $60,000 to somebody. Yeah. Um, if she can't pay at all, right. then it's just going to go into the system. That's right. Then, then everyone else pays for it somehow. Correct. Um, 
And if she can pay, if her insurance can pay for it, then the insurance is going to pass yeah. that on to somebody else. And all, all she needed to do was to go to the doctor when she had a pain in her side. That's right. Get some really cheap antibiotics that last yeah. for five to seven days, and the whole thing could be solved for $200. Yeah. America is terrified of the word socialism. Yeah. And so the thought of having medicine that's socialized is yep. like, well, oh, we're we communist now. Yeah. Well, guess what? It is socialized, folks. Oh, you yeah. are paying. Yes, you're for paying for these problems. <laughs> yeah. You I listener mean, right now who don't are have paying insurance, for that. You're paying for them already. It, it, it might as well be yeah. limited, totally, and controlled totally. how much we're paying, so we don't have to pay so daggone much. Emergency departments are the catch-all for our uninsured people. And we have made laws that say that an, an emergency department at any hospital is required to see the people who come through their doors. They cannot deny anybody. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is the only place in our healthcare system where that's true. So uh, that's where all the poor, the uninsured, the underinsured go for their health care. And then they say, I can't pay. And then right. the hospital has to pass that cost on to those who can pay. That's right. Um, as it turns out, it shouldn't be a surprise that the emergency department is the most expensive way to provide health care right. ever invented. Yeah. And so that's the one place that we say you can go there. Yeah. By the way, a lot of hospitals are corporations and yes. executive run, and they're yes. making big bucks. Big bucks. So they're not going to trim the fat. No. They, you know, they, <laughs> they want all that money coming in. That's right. That's right. And so why are we doing... So you're right, socialize... Well, the other thing about socialism uh, versus capitalism, I suppose, is that all of us want socialism in some places. Like, there's a road... You know, I'm at a... We're at my house right now. Yeah. And there's a road out here. You don't want to fix it yourself. I don't want to fix it myself, and I don't want to have to pay a toll every time I leave my driveway. Right. Um, So those would be the the two ways to do it. I want the roads to be basically socialized. There are toll roads, and I'm okay with that. But basically, I want socialized roads. Right. I also want a socialized uh, fire department. Right. Because if my neighbor's house catches fire, I don't want, I, I want them to come and put that out so the fire doesn't catch yeah. on my house. And if you just look back in That's history- socialized fire departments. They, they used to have fire departments that were run by private Correct. groups, and it was a fiasco. And, and they were and actually- nobody wants that. In New York, they were warring in the streets. That's right. Fighting over who's going to put out a fire and just let the place burn because it couldn't come to terms. And, and I don't yeah, want that. We don't want that. I, you know, I don't want to have to depend on my, you know, checking up on my neighbor, making sure that he's paid. I want socialized fire. I also want socialized police. Mm-hmm. I want for the police to capture a criminal who maybe if, uh, maybe they're going to assault me tomorrow. I want them to put that guy in jail because he assaulted someone else today. Yeah, they were on someone else's property, not mine. Not my they property. They to get caught. I want them to yeah. be caught so that they don't eventually come yeah. to mine. And so we want socialized police. We want socialized fire. We want socialized roads. And this may be a little bit more controversial, but I'm really happy about socialized uh, primary education, primary and uh-huh. secondary education, uh-huh. because I want people in our society to know how to read. Right. I want people in our society. So that needs to be socialized as well. That benefits everybody. So nobody, I don't think, is against socialism altogether. And we have right. socialized health care, but we're doing it in the stupidest, Absolutely. most expensive it's way possible. It's already here, and it's a, it's a fiasco, yep. and it's making people... Super rich, and the rest of us just pain, 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 grinding, grinding, grinding. That's not just. Yes. That's injustice. Yes. And, uh, you know, along with that, the socialism piece is people think we have this this great capitalist system, and we're saying we don't. We don't. And and it's not just that it's it's so convoluted. Yeah. It's also that the that when you are for profit. Yeah. Right? Yep. The... Uh, 
it, and you don't have a free market, yeah. then capitalism is completely a misnomer. That's right. Uh, there is no place for, uh, for competitive uh, health care. That's right. That does not exist, folks. That's right. It's not here. It's not here. So don't think that we're moving from capitalism into socialism. Yeah. We're trying to clean up a, a socialist capitalist pigsty. That's right. right. That's right. It's, it's the worst in the world. The other thing about countries. The other thing about healthcare is I really want for people to let's see that lady with the burst appendix. Let's imagine it's not a burst appendix. Let's imagine she's got mad cow disease, and she's trying to work through it. Yeah. I don't want her saying, "Well, I feel I don't feel great, but I'm going to go to my work at the restaurant, right? Um, because I can't. I, I need the work, and I can't afford healthcare." And so then what is she doing? She is spreading mad cow disease all over the place. Mm-hmm. I don't want that right? because I'm going to go into that restaurant and then I'm going to get mad cow disease. Yeah. I want socialized health care so in some way uh, so that she is free to go yeah. to get that taken uh, care of. I'm resisting the low-hanging fruit. You left me there. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. You think I've already got mad cow disease? Well, yeah. Um, the jokes were running through my head. I'm just going to keep quiet. <laughs> Monkey so, pox. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, so uh, there's a mess, and I I don't see a quick or easy fix, but uh, there are better systems. Before we move on to that, sure, uh, in just a moment. But l- l- let's you, you want to keep kicking just this. a moment. No, no, no. Yeah. I want to move slightly and say this system is like all systems is working exactly how it was designed to work. The system we have now is working exactly how it was designed to work. Who designed it, and why do we have this particular system? Okay. And that is who's who is benefiting from our system right now? Oh yeah, it's it's the it's the CEOs, the executives, the yes. big, yep. Exactly. It's the CEOs, the, yep. the um the insurance companies. Yeah. The people there are benefiting tremendously and they do not want this system to change. They're looking yep. at this and saying Everything looks like it's fantastic to me. And Big Pharma yep. and their executives. And, right. they, and they put layers of people who they empower with wealth between them and the population. That's right. There are people who are selling and pushing That's right. their medication. That's right. There are people who are managing or like a middleman regulating uh, products and services. Yeah, that's right. And they're super wealthy. And, yep. and who are they? Who do you know? Like, it, it's just. The more layers, the more confusion, the more that money just keeps on coming in. Yeah, that's and, right. And you know, and the the ultra conservative says, uh, well, what you should do is take stock in some of these companies, yeah, so that you can benefit when the, you know when their when their uh, their prices go up. Yeah, uh, that that yeah. yeah. Don't, don't get like me that. started on that. Another you got to th- have money to do that. By the way, yeah, that's right. So another thing that works well in our system, better than anywhere else in the world, is innovation. Mm-hmm. Innovating new surgeries, innovating new drugs, that's right. Innovating new therapies. That actually the United States is fantastic about. Yep. However, because it's profit driven. It's profit driven. Yeah. And it doesn't actually make better health outcomes. Mm-hmm. It, it, overall, it makes better health outcomes for a few people. So if you're innovating a surgery, uh the the main surgeries that people need right now mm-hmm. um have all, have how can I say the new innovative surgeries are going to help a few people here and there. And for those people, it's going to be massively helpful. Mm-hmm. It's going to change their life. But for most of us, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so we need to weigh this value and this balance. Um, some really strange, bizarre disease, uh, in order for that person to receive the help that they need, then we need a whole bunch of other people not to have health care. 
uh, that that balance to me is out of line. Are you confused by that? You look confused. I'm not sure what you're saying. Um, if you're saying that there's an innovative surgery that only a few people are going to get it until it becomes mainstream and becomes the new way to do the surgery, and everyone's trained in that new way, and it takes so long. Oh, I'm you sorry. About the slowest yes, yes, of the machine. Sorry. I was thinking about surgeries. A lot of our innovation uh-huh. is in drugs and surgeries and therapies for very, very specific and small uh, diseases and that kind of thing. Oh, oh okay. See, I, I see what you're saying. That, that, that are not They're very not, common. Uh-huh. And there can be lots of opportunities there. I, I have to say, I am really for innovation. Oh, I'm really yeah. for sure. uh, the fact that we are, we're leading the world in that. Yes. But I think we can still do that without this crazy system. Yeah. Um, and... And we can figure that out. Uh, and maybe it's through grants. Maybe it's through uh, yeah, some totally some. Uh, maybe there's a portion of of privatized. You know, we we have the patent system. Yeah. You know, totally. And maybe we can we can work with that. Somehow. There's definitely ways to work. There's definitely ways to continue to be drive, drive innovation. innovation without this crazy system. On the other hand, I will say that I think that that. In the balance, there is we spend more. Can, should we spend more money in our healthcare dollars on innovation or on making sure that everyone is covered? And I think doing the most good for the most people. If I if we have to back off some on innovation, some in order to c- make sure that everyone is taken care of, I think that, that that's there, there's a there's yeah. a balance in values there that is not obvious, and we can yeah. draw the line at different places. Yeah, so you're, we're, we're shifting into kind of like the values uh, discussion, and and I think that that's, I think what you said is is fair to a point. Yeah, And oh, the yeah. point is that, that when people fail to take basic responsibility for themselves, and they're demanding the same rights and services, then I start to fair have enough. a little bit of a problem, and a lot that of people makes have a problem sense. with that. That makes perfect like, sense. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue to foot the bill or to, you know, provide for you to be an absolute bum right like, totally that makes perfect sense now is there a mental health problem let's look at let's fix that you know yep, let's, totally. let's try to deal with it that's right um is there some other issue yep. like what is there injustice in the system let's yep. work you know there, there are all these factors that come into play and i'm not ignorant of those things sure 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 but i know because i'm a pastor and i read the bible mm-hmm. and i know i know mm-hmm. the truth about people mm-hmm. and that is they take the easy way totally and they don't like to change and they don't like to take responsibility for themselves right right and so so in that way, uh, insurance companies have had to battle that. Sure. Um, and society will have to continue to yes. battle that. That's not going away. That's right. That's and right. And so, like, that's that's a, a factor here. It's a value that we need to consider. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's right. Well, uh, let's see. You you wanted to go to the um, thinking about other options. Yes. Because uh, the United States, we are the only country that has this system of health care, and nobody else wants it. Yeah, well, I think like India has an out-of-pocket healthcare system, yeah, okay. but they don't have like uh, we have the the veteran, the VFW, you know. Uh, sure. Um, and the uh, that's a socialized, that's yep. a that's uh-huh. a, a uh-huh. government-run, yep. tax-based right. sort of system. Yep. And then we have these hybrids, you know, these sort of weird conglomerations. Again, it's it's all confusing on purpose. Yeah, that's right. They our, our build whole layers of laws confusing. to help protect the. But the some countries, the way they do it is that they have uh, the government pays for all health care for everybody through right. taxes. That's right. I'm not sure I like that idea. We can talk about it, but uh, it's not probably as expensive as you might think. Will taxes go up if we ha- if we adopt that kind of system? They absolutely will. However, you no longer have to pay premiums to your health care insurance. And premiums are pricey. They're crazy. Yeah. You no longer have to pay co-pays. You no longer have to pay co-insurance. You know, co-insurance. All, mm-hmm. that, all that is gone 
and then it goes to the government in taxes. But then when you go to the hospital, to the doctor to get surgery, mm-hmm. there is no bill because the, the government just pays for it. I can hear some people saying, well, I'm relatively healthy. Why would I pay the same amount of Correct. taxes yep. as someone uh-huh. who is, who's hadn't taken care of themselves and they're sure. unhealthy? And, sure. Um, and yet, if you if you think about the the whole system, yeah, it, it it's not going to be perfect. Right. That's true. And People will take advantage of whatever system, but we've already said somebody, some poor person who doesn't have insurance going right. to the emergency room, who's paying for that? Yeah. You are. You're already paying you for it. You healthy person are paying for that. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and by the way, it's taking care of your health is, is for your benefit. Yeah. You know, and if they're failing to do that, yep. um, that just tells us we have other issues, That's other right. fish to fry. That's right. You know, um, and then the, you shouldn't fry your fish if you're going to eat it. That really <laughs> clogs up your heart. <laughs> well, it depends on no, what oil you use, buddy. I, I suppose that's yeah. true. Fried fish actually is really good. <laughs> Have you ever the, had a fillet of fish? Got to use the right kind of oil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, there are systems where there's a variety of ways that they work. It right. That's One, right. So, you just mentioned universal health care, right? And that's well, completely that's government payer. run, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. it's completely run by the government. That's right. Then there's one where they they partner with providers, and the providers are private, but it's still run through the government. Yeah. So I would call that universal health care as well. It's just not single payer, right? So it, that re, the government requires that everyone has health insurance, but that health insurance is provided by a private company. Um, and so there's lots and lots of private companies. You can pick up, pick whichever one you With want. With lots of government regulation. With and, lots of government regulations. Yeah. That's right. Um, here's here's uh, one of the things I want to consider with the United States. Okay. It, so let's just say that we we somehow miraculously changed our entire system. That would be a miracle, yes. Yeah, it would be a miracle because the the CEO, the rich people would throw a fit, and they're yep. the ones who are, who are running right. this thing. That's right. right? That's right. It, That's it's right. not our elected officials. It's, yeah. it's the rich people. Yeah. So they well, would there throw, are some elected officials that are uh, that are responsible. I'm, I'm sorry. True. I, That's I true. interrupted I, you. Go. I, go. Well, keep yeah, going. I'm, keep going. You, you, that's fair. I, I'm, I'm speaking in, in too much hyperbole. Yeah. Um, and so it, the problem, though, is that even if we had, like, Medicare for all, and Medicare has a list of prices yeah. for every procedure, for yeah. every issue, for yeah. every drug. Yep. And they've given the, they have like a minimum markup yep. and all that. Sure. They, they're regulating all that profiteering and all that. Yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, there will still be special interest money flooding into that system and mm. trying to change those prices mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah. Um, I don't. And there would be laws that are written that somehow it, it, the, the, the corruption and the yeah. finagling would continue. Well, unless. Those insurance companies were not for profit. Yeah. And that's how it is in a lot of those countries. Like in Germany, I know that those insurance companies are not for profit. And their goal, really, it's, it's a mission agency. Their goal is not to make money. Their goal is the health of the people. Well, then you also have like like pharmaceutical companies. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you're... you're uh, yeah, it, I'm not sure exactly how that would work. Yeah, because they're they're innovating drugs because they're going to make billions of dollars sure. on them, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. we we like the innovation, but we don't like paying a nine thousand percent markup right. on some medication because if you don't take it, you're going to die, right? Right? Insurance won't cover it, right? Or yes. it, it's it's the way they label it and the way they they finagle things. I think that that is hmm. our innovation there has been fantastic, but how many? Erectile dysfunction pills right, are there out right, there. Right. There are so many. And we're not talking about dying. I, you know, sexual health is actually really important. I mm-hmm. get that. 
how many new innovative this one you know uh, right. works uh, a little bit faster and lasts a little bit longer and isn't quite as dangerous and it is triple the price now yeah. and because we had to spend so much money on creating another boner bill uh, right. and, and advertising for and it, advertising that's, that's how we're going to sell it like every other market where that, so there's a lot of money so where's the motivation it's in the money it's not in the healing yeah. and so innovation is a uh, you know that there's some really great innovation and there's some other innovation but because it's driven not by health not by it's driven by money and man i some of it is yep. good some of it is wasted so how does the government mm-hmm. take a a private company that's been around for 100 years let's yeah. say let's just yeah. pretend it's yeah. been here for a long long time yeah and it's been profiting. How does right. it turn it into a nonprofit? Yeah, how does that's it like, a great question. How does it yank all the money out of that system yeah. and regulate it so that it's it's fair for all and it's you know, you know, if only we had a democracy where people could elect their own leaders to make the laws uh, that represent the people. Hmm. Yeah, continue with that because uh, yeah, you haven't I, gotten I, me there. I, I'm I'm still cynical. <laughs> <laughs> But but that's the idea. Um, when I think about uh, different people have different values when it comes to healthcare. We started talking about this a little yeah. bit, a bit ago. Uh, there, are, I can think of four main values when it comes to healthcare that are all in competition for each other, and we can't have right. like the extreme of all of them. One is outcomes. Yeah, we all want good outcomes. We want, which means better health. There's an individual. I want myself and my family to have better health, but I also want the community to have better health. Uh-huh. That's so it's not communicable diseases and that kind of stuff. Right. And so that's one. Another thing is choice mm-hmm. and options, self-determination. I want uh-huh. to be able to choose my doctor. I want to be able to live my life uh-huh. the way that I want to. I want to be able to go to the, the, uh, the hospital that I want to go to right. and that kind of thing. Third is I want to things to be cheap in terms of both money and time. Mm-hmm. I want I want to have so there's that, and then I also want innovation in research. Uh-huh. And you you know what you can't have all of those, and so part of the trouble is which of those is more important. And everyone has a different idea about that, and it's not disingenuous. It's mm-hmm. not it's not people who are being mean to have a different way of saying. What what can I tolerate in terms of choice or lack thereof? What can I tolerate in terms of money and time or lack thereof? Mm-hmm. You know, and I would add to that last uh, preventative care, mm-hmm. you know, preventative medicine and yeah, treatment. So yeah, yeah, I would think of I think of that in terms of outcomes. That's better health. Yeah, and so it's you know, yeah. So preventative. That's a that's a great. Yeah, keep, keep going. Oh, yeah, because it, it it tends to benefit everyone yeah. in all of society, and yeah. if we could incentivize and motivate people in that way, yeah. Um, so there is a new system. There is a system actually starting to happen more and more across the country um, for older adults, for retirees and elders, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the that's you know I work in hospice care, and so I know some about this, and it's relatively new to our state. It's state by state. It's relatively new to our state, but other states have had it for a while, and they're called PACE programs. Have you heard of PACE programs? P-A-C-E. It stands for, I forget, it's uh, an acronym. I have heard of this, but I can't remember the acronym either. So it's, uh, yeah, um, it's, um, I forget. Anyway, the idea is that, so an older adult who has, um, I, I don't know what the criteria is. Think about someone who is not doing well. They're, they're well past their prime. They're not really working anymore. 
so their their insurance or um, Medicare um, will give to the healthcare company X number of dollars per day uh, that the person is enrolled in this uh, program, uh-huh. and then that healthcare um, facility has to pay for all of their healthcare, no matter what comes up. So the insurance company is not paying anymore. So right. they get. So in other words, the healthcare company. Um, so my company is doing this. Uh, Hospice Health is doing this yeah. in Elizabethtown, and it hasn't opened yet, but it's going to be opening soon. So they're going to get. I don't know what the number is. You know, X number of dollars per day. And if the person's healthy, they still get that money. Yeah. If the person's sick, they still get that money, but they have to pay for the person to get better. So. It's to the health. It's to my company's advantage. Now I work for a not-for-profit. It's to my healthcare company's advantage financially to keep the person healthy. Mm-hmm. That is a motivation that's aligned mm-hmm. properly. Yeah. Our entire system now benefits off the right. sick and the injured. They're not trying to get you right. healthy. They actually make money if you're sick. And uh, and and taking medications regularly. Correct. Yeah. They want to get you hooked on that stuff. Yep. And so that's the that's the great thing where this system says no, we're going to take care of all of your healthcare, and then all of a sudden preventative medicine becomes a really big deal. Yeah. I know in other pace programs uh, in other parts of the country, uh, they hire nutritionists, and a nutritionist will come out and teach you how to cook healthy meals if you don't know how, and make it fun. Because if you're eating healthy, if you know how, and you're making healthy food for yourself, you're going to stay healthier, longer. Yeah. They work with social workers to say, oh, you're in an unhealthy living environment. Let me get you connected to the resources in our community to help you so that you are, so that your house mm-hmm. it has um, heat in the wintertime and air conditioning in the summertime, because then you're not likely to have the health issues that you would otherwise. So they're motivated to help you to stay healthy. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Those motivations are aligned. We need more of those kind of programs. It's going to take uh, programs like that and, uh, and things that slowly chip away at this, I think. Totally. I, I don't, it, it's hard for me to imagine someone getting into office and then suddenly upending this, this whole system. And tra- yeah. You know, it, yeah. Yeah. It, I would, I would like to see some big changes yeah. quickly. I yeah. would. Um, I just don't know how. Yeah. And chipping away at it is going to be difficult because there are just some, some really big things. Um, but I think the first step is for people to realize that, Insurance companies and the private sector, and what they what they grew up thinking was good healthcare, is not the case. Right, and especially now, it's all decayed. It's become so greedy mm-hmm. and convoluted. It you are paying excessively for for bad healthcare, uh, for dangerous hospital situations. Yes, um, and I think that just the the thought that maybe just maybe these other countries uh, where it seems to be quote socialized. Uh, are doing a much better job. Maybe we should think about that more carefully. And, yeah, I think a lot of people just have a knee-jerk reaction against it. Yeah, because of the word socialized. Yeah, or or because the government has been horribly inefficient in many things. Yeah, it's terrible about a lot of things, but yeah. not everything. It, it's it's. I think it's got to be better in this department. Looking at some of it these, it couldn't other, get much worse. Yeah, some of these other countries. And and if you've never had to battle an insurance company, then you you probably yeah. don't know what what I'm talking about. But when you when you have to battle an insurance company, totally. and you see how nefarious it is, and how controlling, and uh, it, you it is really. Uh, it'll take the life right out of you. I think another thing that knee-jerk reaction that people have is, my taxes are going to go up like crazy. 
well, maybe if we're going to do it single yeah. payer like that, but they will not go up as much as your premiums go down, down, your yeah. copays come down. It's just those, moving it from one place to another. are crazy high. They're nuts. They're yeah. nuts. If you just take half of that and give it to a single payer, I'm not yeah. advocating necessarily for single payer, but if, you, if we were to do single payer, take half of your premiums, co-pays, co-insurance, and give that to the single payer, yeah. we would have no problems anymore. Yeah. And then if companies are providing the insurance and those companies have this massive break from their, their premiums to that uh, right. health care, totally. then uh, they can pass that along to their employees. And if they 100%. don't, then there's probably a better company to work for. Yeah, right? And that's probably. where the, the, private, yeah. the private market would yeah. kind of come in yeah. uh, to benefit people. Is that's say right. that companies can pay you more money. That's because right. they're not coughing up all this insurance dollars. I'll tell you another thing that these private insurance companies, I know that in um, that are not-for-profit in Germany, one of the things I was looking up at, one of the things that they do is they provide, uh, if you sign up for a particular company, their goal as a not-for-profit is to keep you healthy. That's their mission. They're mission-oriented, mm-hmm. like the Red Cross or whatever, Salvation yeah. Army or that kind of place. Their goal is to keep you healthy. And so one of the things they do is uh, they have like apps, and if you walk a whole bunch of steps in a day, then they give you rewards. And I used to have that in in, in a um, company that I've worked for, uh-huh. uh, those kind of rewards. And it's a little bit silly, but it is super motivational. Like you get a T-shirt, or you can get a water bottle, or you can get a – like. It's kind of a fun thing to you compete with right. friends and like okay if I do a he- um, a lot of those places gym memberships are just free just right. tell us which gym you're going to go to yeah and it's free um, I actually I try to exercise and I don't pay for a gym because I probably don't go to it enough but if my insurance company paid for a gym for me yeah I would absolutely be there or if there are other other incentives find other incentives to yeah. keep people healthy I and mean they do that's part of the problem with the difference between us and say Europe yeah where they walk everywhere where yeah. they eat less where yeah. they, they're more concerned with their health overall and we are just so obese yeah and sedentary right and uh, that's that's part of the problem that's what's driving up a lot of the prices too yeah and so let's find ways to incentivize better health and a lot of these insurance companies they do and the and the um uh, the, when there's national health care, then they try to incentivize health as right. well. Right now, in our society, there's no one doing that really, yeah. except for Michelle Obama when she was the first lady. She did that a whole bunch. But that's one voice. Yeah. There's a few people, but it, yeah. there's no voice because the money's not there. The money isn't keeping us sick yeah. and hurt. And, and if an administration is able to drive taxes down for, say, universal health care by preventative care, then it makes sense for their administration. Yeah. And so, that yeah. Totally. Hey, we got to wrap this up, but I got one thing you can can throw in the hopper. You can can shoot it out real fast. Do you think, given this topic, that we should have laws against things like soda? That's a great question. (laughs) You got a quick answer you want to throw it in the hopper? Um, I'm happy to throw it in the hopper, and I think it could, because I think it requires some nuance. Yes, it does. But my my one word answer is I I forget what the question is. Yes, I think that. We should have laws against sodas, but yeah. it's but my I I really want to st- uh, uh, stab at a fuller okay. answer than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very that's, interesting. That's uh, I because I, let me tell you this before you before yeah, you get ahead, too far down ahead. the road. All right, that uh, just as unhealthy as soda is yeah. are the specialty coffee drinks that everybody is addicted to oh, in this country. Hundred percent. So I would say the same thing. As unhealthy. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. 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 All right. Uh, but I think it's more nuanced than just as a, a yeah, one yeah. word. It's, okay. Okay. Let's throw that in the hopper. That's you good. That's good. Okay. Hey, this is Dave with the Hopper Podcast. If you can't find a politician or media outlet that represents your views, you're not alone. You've got a home right here. 
We've broken free from the cultural and political narratives that dominate the landscape. There are more of us than you might realize. So help us grow the Hopper podcast. Find your favorite episode and click the share button and put it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or somewhere else. Thanks. Dave, we've been talking about universal health care and the potential for doing it better than what we have done so far. Yeah. And it reminds me of a of one of my favorite stories from the healthcare system of the United States. Okay. And that's the story of Henrietta Lacks. Do you know the story of Henrietta Lacks? Uh, not really. I need to tell you about this. Yeah. I, and everyone needs to know about uh, this wonderful woman. Um, Henrietta Lacks was born in 1920 in Roanoke, Virginia. I do know Roanoke. Yeah. She was an African-American woman in 1920. Think about the implications of that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. By all accounts, she was a friendly and quiet person. She was a tobacco farmer, which was very common at the time. Mm -hmm. She got married in 1941, and she and her husband moved to Baltimore, where her husband got uh, a job in the steel manufacturing industry. Quite a change. That's a big change. Big change. Yep. Tobacco well, farmer to in- industrial that's right. complex. Yeah, from rural Roanoke, I'm sure, to the big city. Yeah. Well, in 1951, she was the mother of five. Wow. And she visited the Johns Hopkins Hospital there in Baltimore. And when she went, she was complaining of vaginal bleeding, and it led to pretty quickly to a diagnosis of cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. She was very young to have this. It was very unfortunate. Very few hospitals would treat poor African-Americans at the time, but Johns Hopkins was one of them Mm -hmm. that would treat folks like her. Um, During the treatment, cells were extracted from her cancer without her knowledge or consent. Like a biopsy. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And she died later that year uh, because the cancer had spread throughout her body. She died in a few months. Wow. Well, they took those those, uh, cancer cells from her body, the biopsy, to the lab, and her cancer cells acted differently from all other cancer cells that the lab had ever seen. Okay. Most of most biopsy cells, um, you, you you test them and they die pretty quickly. But I would think Hen- yeah. that's true, and it's still now. But Henrietta Lacks cells grew. They doubled every twenty to twenty-four hours, as long as they had the right environment, uh-huh. which was not that hard to do. Yeah. And her cancer cells kept growing and growing and growing. They would cut off pieces, and then the two two parts would grow. They started using them for scientific research. Uh-huh. They sent them to other medical laboratories. They were her cells were super easy to grow. This human tissue, right? Uh, this human cancer tissue, with her genetic. Uh, uh, you know, this was her yeah, DNA her, was right. there, yeah. Um, they, so medical laboratories all across the state, then the nation, and around the world, and they became known as HeLa. So HeLa, H-E-L-A, stands for Henrietta Lacks. Mm-hmm. So the first two letters, so HeLa. Yep. Um, okay, HeLa cells were used to study the effects of toxins, drugs, hormones, viruses. Um, you could see how the how the human body would react to almost anything without experimenting on human beings. You mean like cancer cells? Cancer, though. yeah. These yeah. are cancer cells, yeah. But they're human, right? So, yeah. um, and so they it's tested just, radiation and poisons and drugs of all kinds. I got you. It's just a massive tissue that keeps growing. It's a massive tissue that human keeps tissue growing. That yeah. they can then test. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, they did research. Um, Hela cells were the main source of research for AIDS. Um, her cells were crucial in the development of lots and lots of vaccines, including polio mm-hmm. and COVID nineteen. They were fundamental to the human genome mapping. Without, without the HeLa cells, there would be no human genome mapping. Mm-hmm. They were the first cells ever cloned. Um, 
her her cells are involved in over eleven thousand patents at this point. Um, she's been to space multiple times, or you know, these mm. cells have been. Yeah. And in, anyway, in nineteen seventy five, at a dinner party, some of her family members were uh, at the dinner party. They just happened to hear about these cells, and they they listened. They they heard her name, Henrietta Lacks, uh, referred to with these cells. Um. And then at that point, lots of questions started. I coming would up. imagine. I can, yeah, I can see some because her family here. members had some, no some idea ethical issues. Yeah, and totally. financial, yeah. problems with this. Um, Hela cells um, from Johns Hopkins were distributed freely, and every everywhere they were being distributed, it was all free. But some companies have made massive amounts of money on the research that they used, that they did using the HeLa cells. Mm-hmm. And it is so widespread now, it's almost impossible to control. I mean, it is. It's impossible to control. It's still being used in research laboratories all around the world. Yeah. But a lot of organizations have finally come to agreements with the family. And actually, just a few months ago from where we're recording this, in July of, of 2023, there was an undisclosed but probably very sizable settlement uh-huh. um, from the Thermo Fisher Scientific Company um, for to give to the family for these cells uh, being used. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Hela now in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, uh, has been given tons and tons of recognition. Um, schools have been named after her, statues and monuments, books, uh, TV shows, movies, mm-hmm. um, honoring her. And she really is, She uh, these cells have done so much good for mankind, and yeah. she never knew. Yeah, I just wanted to to tell her story for you and for all of our listeners to know about Henrietta Lacks and uh, the really yeah. the miracle that God has given us through these cancer cells of hers. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's if you want to learn more, there's tons and tons online about yeah, who she was and what all the good things that these cells have done. And uh, yeah, I'm very very glad to honor her and the medical researchers who have. Uh, help to give us these breakthroughs. Right. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Willie, uh, next yeah. time I want to pull a topic out of the hopper that that, that is okay. hot right now. Okay, good. And is increasing. Uh, there, there are ads on Facebook, for oh, example, okay. All right. uh, trying to train men how to better handle their wives because marriages oh. are falling apart. Yeah, right? okay. It, the, the, the divorce rates are, are going up. Okay. Uh, in the church, out of the church, uh, whatever. So men so, handling their wives. Yes, because there's this thing called toxic femininity. Now, you've oh. heard about toxic masculinity. Yes, and of course. And we know guys course. can be jerks, and they yes. can be controlling and bossy and I use have their known weight some and push toxic yeah. men, for I sure. have, too. Yeah. Uh, and that's a real thing. It is. But it's now it's being used to express almost anything masculine uh, at oh, all. Oh, right, yeah. Right, and so then we so got So anybody with testosterone is a, is, yeah. has toxic masculinity. You're part of the problem, buddy. Okay, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. We've talked some about that in the we past. Have. That's, we have, Yeah. But who's talking about toxic femininity? Like, oh. when is a woman being toxic? Yes. That's what we need to talk about. Okay. it's going to be controversial. Oh, man. And uh, yeah, I some think people I, may not like it. But I've hey, got some thoughts about that. Yes. Let, that's what we're going to talk about next time. So if, okay. if you're out there and you want to contribute to this conversation, you know how to reach us. Uh, just look in your show notes there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Toxic femininity. Because they're, they're definitely... You're talking about, like, Karens and, uh, yeah, well, and in relationships, yeah. you know, I, I women think, who torture. 
before. Peter, I know, I, I think this is right. Am I, am I right about this? I think that divorces, it's overwhelming that women file for divorce and men don't. Mm. I'm, I'm, there are exceptions, of course, but yeah. I think it's it's almost exclusively women. And I, hmm, that gets me to wondering about what's yes. going on there. Yes, there are some physiological differences between men and women that We've are very interesting. We've talked about some of those. Yeah. And you're right. So there is a way to be toxic that's masculine. That's right. And you're saying that there's a way to be toxic that is uniquely feminine that we're yeah. seeing among women now. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, just wearing a guy out. Yeah. And uh, it's not popular in today's society, and it's going to take a little, it's going to sound a little traditional. Yeah. But uh, there's there's some real truth there. Okay. It's really going to help I like some this. I, I, I'm not ready yeah. to talk about it right now, but uh-huh. um, yeah, for our listeners, get a hold of us. If you've got specific questions about this topic, or if you've got resources, or if you're an expert in this, or... Uh, if you're a toxic woman, I, <laughs> then don't call us. <laughs> uh, well, probably like toxic masculinity, most people who I would call toxic a toxic man or, or expressing toxic masculinity don't know that they are. Yeah, and I'd probably the same thing for women. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, well, wonderful. Yeah, let's talk about that next time. Dave, do you remember that that Mad Lib that we did about oh, yeah. the healthcare? I kind of forgot about it. Kind of forgot. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm ready to tell you the story that you have created yes. with your read it up with your juvenile <laughs> answers. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you anyway? I don't know. Okay, here it is: a day in the life of a doctor. Mm. My alarm goes off at exactly 2 a.m. to make sure I get to work on time. Uh-huh. Today I have 2,000 patients to see in the morning. That's a lot. So I don't have any time to waste. Mm-hmm. The waiting room was full when I arrived with so many patients, including a 100-year-old with fuchsia eyes and nails, mm. a kid with a turd stuck in their nose. Oh, boy. And one of the parents sheepishly asked the receptionist to turn on MASH. <laughs> to entertain the children while they wait. Sure. This seems like an egregious day until mm-hmm. someone with a broken cox- coccyx walked in the front doors. They were traveling through the bathroom where our office is located <laughs> and heard that we were the best doctors when it came to proctology. That's right. So they had to come here to be treated. I started the physical examination by taking their temperature with a booger. Mm-hmm. Next, we listened to the heartbeat with a snot clot. And finally, we looked into their ears with a bedpan. Wow. We figured out what the problem was. They had a blood bag in their ears. It's a good thing that they got that taken care of. You never know what the day in the life of a doctor will look like. All right. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those are fun. Uh, I hope that uh, real doctors don't have that much trouble. Or an office in the bathroom. Or an office in a bathroom. Or have to see 2,000 patients in a morning. Well, I guess if they're a proctologist, you know, a bathroom would be handy. That, yeah, 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 sure. But I wouldn't want my office, like, in the bathroom. Right. A bathroom needs to be nearby. That's probably true for any office. There's probably a a way you can look in an ear with a bedpan, though, huh? Uh, Yeah, probably. (laughs) It would have to be a pretty small blood bag to to get stuck in your ear. (laughs) That's right. Well, dust off your bunny slippers, because you've just bounced your way to the end of another episode yuck, yuck, of the Hopper Podcast. Where we dive into the depths of things that matter 
and paddle around in the kiddie pool of things that really, really don't. Well, I, I think we dove into the shallow end and cracked our skulls today. <laughs> but next time, fasten your seatbelts because we're diving into another topic, toxic femininity. And Willie's train of thought may miss the station, but fear not, I'll keep him in line, and we'll be tossing in our signature blend of wise advice and idiocy. Now, dear listeners, we know that you cannot resist the allure of my beautiful voice. <laughs> I'm so velvety. And let's call it the unique charm that is Dave. Mm, yes. Okay, so follow us on your app, podcasting app so that you're not going to miss another opportunity to enjoy our banter, which is sometimes more absurd than a penguin playing air guitar on a popsicle stick. Yeah, that's dumb. Um, but <laughs> hold your horses. We don't just talk at you. We want to hear from you. Your thoughts, feelings, questions, you can throw a topic into the hopper. Uh, you can uh, make suggestions. We can also talk about how to fix Willie's microphone so he doesn't sound like a mouth-breathing clown. Oh, come on now. Look at the show notes for ways to contact us by phone, text, email, Facebook, or if you're feeling extra adventurous, maybe Morse code. All right, and let's give a slow clap today for almost keeping up with me today. <laughs> almost. Almost. You did better than you normally do. Okay, thank you. And before we sign <laughs> off, a quick shout out to Willie. Yeah. Whose mad cow disease has become utterly untreatable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's so dumb. You're welcome, folks. You're welcome. <laughs>